Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. I'm Wendy Papazan. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. You know, as children, the world around us is full of rules. It, uh, it has... So many rules. Right? Like it has so many boundaries. And raising kids this way actually trains our brain to seek permission. I mean... You know, I think about it like my kid on Zoom can't even go to the bathroom without asking permission. Like, wow. you know, wow. like, come on, we have rules <laughs> everywhere we go. You know, and even in college, if you want to take like an upper, you know, like a, a higher class than the you know year you're in, right? You have to ask permission from the counselor to be able to do that or from the professor. Like at work, we ask for consent for days off in advance, you know, and even to like get a raise or to, in most corporate jobs, like to move up the ladder, you're always asking for permission, you know, and I think it's just part of the fiber of our society and like our, our neurological wirings. But you know, what's crazy is, you know, the one person we never ask permission from is actually the most important person in our life. It's ourselves. It's you. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of in awe that you are that in tune to your daughter's homeschooling that you know that. Because I don't even know if my daughter has to ask permission or not. So I'm just going to give you kudos. That's the difference in age. I'm being mom of the year. It's more like, pay attention to your Zoom. Stop doing calculus. I don't know if my daughter has to ask permission or not. It's a little bit more of that than like really wanting to be there all the time. But if a parent, right now we're in that age, you know, if we're not We're in the phase where she could be on Roblox for all I know. She tells me she's at school and I see the back of a screen. So I'm just impressed with that. She could be on what? Roblox. Oh, Roblox. kids game. It's a new game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm on a loop. I didn't know it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's okay. every what? kid in America what? at a certain mm-hmm. age is Robloxing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, suffice it to say, this past year has been crazy. It's crazy. my first ever global pandemic, and I'm pretty sure most of our first ever global <laughs> pandemic. So for us here at Empire Building, it has pushed us to our limits. I mean, it's pushed us to, gosh, to adapt and yes. I guess to grow and change in a way that we just didn't see coming. Still is. Talk about mm-hmm. curveballs. It's definitely showed, you know, I think where, where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are. And, you know, that part's been cool. There's been some cool moments for all of us. We've learned a lot. Yeah. But it's, you know, look, let's be real. It has provided its fair share of breakdowns, ladies. Mm. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know... We it, got uh, each other through those. No one is exempt. Yeah. No, no one... No one... I just got to believe no one on this planet has gotten away from at least one breakdown this year, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're that one person... I don't even you're, know what to say. You're probably not aware of anything that's happening. If yeah. you have avoided it, <laughs> you're like in a cave somewhere. <laughs> but not my daughter. It's probably yeah. the super introverted people who are like, thank goodness. Yeah. My son's yeah. probably good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> True. But, you know, we, we like to think, you know, here in Empire Building, we like to think of the breakdown as the thing that happens before the breakthrough. That you yes. have to have that breakdown. You kind of have to hit that rock bottom of whatever you're dealing with in order mm-hmm. to break through, right? And so, you know, whatever this past year gave you, whether it was more time to reflect, less time to reflect, whatever that looked like for you, let's make this year your absolute best year. That's our goal. I love that. And we're going to talk about how you do that today. And the first sort of step is to ask yourself a question. So how do you view extraordinary in your life? So how do you view 
your best life. How do you define that? And the beauty is you get to define it. We give Mm -hmm. you permission today for you to define it. And we do that. And we talked about this in past episodes, in a previous episode, is that you do that by sort of looking at your seven circles of your life. So, and these are, you know, Jay and Gary put these in order on purpose in this Mm -hmm. order. And it's spiritual, physical, your personal life, your key relationships, your job, business, and financial. And so what we want to first encourage you to do is define extraordinary in each circle of your life. Now, that doesn't mean you're in extraordinary right now, but what does it look like? What would be a 10? You know, what would you rank yourself a 10 in each of those circles of your life? And do some reflecting on that. And then we're going to talk about maybe some roadblocks that are going to come up in terms of getting there. Love that. Love that. Love it. And I know that all of us have stories to share around Mm -hmm. giving ourselves permission. And probably the biggest story about that for me was when I was growing my business. I started my business when my kids were three and five. And I'd been a stay-at-home mom for five years. And it was important for me to you know, continue staying connected with my kids and being the best mom and best wife that I could be. And I went to work every day. And right across the hallway... There's a young guy, Tim Heil. Some of you maybe know him. I think he was like 21 when he started Mm -hmm. his business. And so he and I started at the same time. And I would roll in after I dropped my kids off at daycare at like 9 o'clock. And he would already have been there for 90 minutes. He was able to stay later than me, hours and hours and hours later than me because I had to go up and pick my kids up from school and daycare and things like that. And as I watched his business grow and I watched his business like explode and get messy, there was this internal dialogue that I kept having about how that could never be me because I wanted to also be a good wife, a good mom. I didn't want a big business. Like I literally would tell myself every time I saw him, it was like a struggle in my head where I Mm -hmm. was literally saying like, I don't want a big business. I don't want that. That's crazy. And then one day, it's almost like I woke up and I gave myself permission to look around and find examples of what extraordinary looked like in terms of both having a big business, but also having, you know, being a mom and being a great wife. And it was almost like a lightning bolt for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that there was, I can't remember if there was an actual moment, but it was really me giving myself permission to say, hey, I know there's examples of this. How Mm. can I do it? And that changed my whole business. You know, I went from just kind of being a single agent to growing my business in a pretty extraordinary way. And so that's what we're talking about today is giving yourself the permission to do what's in your heart. To to dream Mm -hmm. what's in your heart. And we're not here to tell you what extraordinary looks like. No. Yeah. We're here to tell you to look inside and figure out what's in your heart. Yeah. That's so good, Wendy. I'm I literally have chills. I've never heard that story. Yeah. And I literally have chills. Just what a what a moment for you. And then look at what you've created since then. That's that's remarkable. So yeah. what I want to go over, number one is uh, in terms of permission, is we want to give you permission to succeed. How you mm-hmm. define success, right? We want to give you permission to succeed. And the first thing that typically holds people back from succeeding is actually fear. 
Mm-hmm. So they say that 90% of people move away from pain and only 10% of the population move towards pleasure. And that sort of makes sense because most people yeah. actually move towards the path of least resistance, right? They mm-hmm. look at sort of the easier route mm-hmm. in their careers, relationships, health, and instead of leaning into maybe the pleasure that might come from it. And I remember... Well, I, and I would, Well, and I would argue that sometimes people just go with the way that they've learned to go. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? So much right. of it is the mindset. Sometimes it's actually easier. I mean, it's so actually... True. Sometimes the, the <laughs> yeah. difficult thing can be easier, but because we've been going in a certain direction, we don't want yeah. to change. Or they're just following the habit, right? Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. following the habit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. For me, fear has been a big thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And I have made a lot of decisions based around fear. And I know that if I haven't... And it's a constant thing. It's not a thing that has gone away, right, for me. But I remember... About uh, four years ago, I had, we were, our business was growing, our business was building. And my original hire that I ever made, who is uh, in terms of sales, is my director of growth now. And at the time, she came into my office and she said, Listen, I'm really struggling. And I think a lot of the team is really struggling because we want to know where we're going. And I believe from watching you that you have it in your head, but you are not sharing it with us you're not telling us where you're going. And I want you to think about like, why aren't you telling this? Because I'm having trouble following now when I don't know where we're going. And I appreciated her candor, right? I appreciated her saying that. Mm -hmm. And then I had to do some reflecting and I circled back around with her and I said, you know, I, I thought this through and the reality is, is why I haven't, you're right. It is in my head. I do know where we're going. The reality is, is that I'm scared to share that with you. Because I'm scared we're not going to get there. And then I feel that then my integrity will be in question if I paint this picture that we're going somewhere and then we don't go if we don't hit it, right? Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she said, well, I give you permission to share it with us because we will help us get you there. Mm -hmm. If we know where you see us going. And the entire, yeah. Talk about gels. The entire time I was like, I was not sharing based on fear. And I think a lot of times we do things in our life all around fear. It it, it runs us, right? And in the end, I know my organization without that conversation, without me realizing, wow, I'm making a decision about not sharing based on being scared. And that's actually hurting my people. Yeah, That's not giving them the opportunity to even help me, right? And so let's, make sure that when we acknowledge why we're doing something that sometimes it's around fear and we've got to overcome it, right? We've got to overcome that fear. Mm, It's really powerful. Mm, I think that we all kind of have hardwired in us this desire. It's in our DNA to look good and be right, you know? And and that if we're not for some reason, for whatever reason, that our followers are going to go away, that that our our loyal, our loyal people that are on our teams and our friends and everything are going to somehow abandon us. It's it's unfounded, isn't it? But I think it's kind of natural and normal. It is. Yep. I loved uh, these questions to ask yourself. And just to ask yourself to see if you're playing at the biggest level you could be, right? Mm -hmm. So there's four questions. Uh, The first is, what is holding me back? So maybe it's a limiting belief around like Wendy had, right? I can't build a big Mm -hmm. business and be a good mom at the same time, right? That's a limiting belief. Yep. What is the worst thing that could happen if you do succeed? (laughs) So Via had a good one for that. 
Yeah. Well, it's yeah. for everything. Yeah. I always think like, what's the worst thing that could happen <laughs> with X? And it's like, I could die. It's, it's always true. like yeah. the worst it's thing true. that could happen. Yeah. I could but die. But you know I mean? Like we were talking about like, you know, even if you aren't dying though, if you go too, if you go too far in one direction without paying attention to your other circles, like, yeah, like your marriage could die. Your yeah. health, your health could fail. Yeah. You could go bankrupt. You could, I mean, there are there are things in those circles that could die without you physically dying. So true, um, right? That you need to be mindful of. Yeah. 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 Which is exactly why I always say that because in reality, you won't ever die in any of yeah. these. And so it always kind of puts everything else in perspective, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you're careful that you don't. And it's interesting, just circling back to what Wendy was saying. Wendy, I think that's so common. I have a feeling so many of our listeners related to that story because they really, deep in their hearts, they really do believe that, that they can't have a big business and be a good wife and mom. They really believe yeah, that. Yeah. And, and they're not trying to, they're sure. not even trying to have limiting beliefs. Like they just don't see it. And that's part of, I think, what drove us to do this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Is to say, no, you can. You yes. can do both. You know, well, you really and, can. And the irony is, is that what, that's what makes being a business owner so powerful. Yes. Is it gives you more choices to do that, right? Mm-hmm. If we master the skills that we're talking about all the time, if you're mastering lead generation, if you're mastering leverage, right? Then you can literally pick and choose what you want to do all day Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, being in a corporate job where you're working 68, 80 hours a week and you don't get... Or you you, you get fired if you don't do that. So that is what's powerful about it. And we have these misconceptions around, I'm going to have to work so much more, right? I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to work 80 hours a week in order to make my business successful. Yeah, you're going to have to work smarter for sure. And you're gonna yep. have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I this past year I had a a huge permission journey in that I had had a past team member who's an amazing human being. Um, and anytime I would leave town, that person when I would call in to check in on our business, right? Like our our daughters in school, so you have summer where you can kind of travel, but it's also your busiest time of year. So we would go up to Northern Michigan, and I would really work to take a couple of weeks to go and spend time up there to create memories with her. And every time I would call to check in, I would say, well, how are things going? And and the phrase that was always given to me was, well, I'm trying to keep things from falling apart while you're not here. And in that moment, I instead of pushing back on leadership, I allowed fear. Number one, if I'm out of Mm. town and I'm afraid things are going to fall. And number two, I gave permission for that person to allow me to feel an extreme amount of guilt. Mm. extreme massive guilt that I am leaving these, what I viewed as highly capable, smart, brilliant, fantastic people that I'm abandoning them every time I leave town. And we had a a huge, I don't know, blow up would be a great word I could use in January with our team. We could call it that. And it was, you know, part of it was reflective of my my leadership failures that I've I've had to learn through. And, and part of it was, you know, people grow up and mature and move on to other things. And we brought in a different mindset. And part of it was, is my my headspace. I said, I'm never going to allow anyone to make me feel that way again. I'm never... Mm-hmm. And it, I allowed it, right? It's my fault. I allowed mm-hmm. it. But I'm never going to allow anyone to let me feel that way again. And so this past year, right? COVID hits. We didn't know at the time COVID was going to hit. COVID hits. We go up to Michigan in August to go make memories. I still worked while I was up there, but we were able to not stay for three weeks. We stayed for three and a half months. Amazing. Making amazing, memories. Amazing. And and it was it from it was all around permission. It was all around my yes. failing through. I gave 
someone else permission to make me feel a certain way around how my business should be structured, how I should treat time, how I should take time off, how I should work, how my business could run. Instead of taking that control back and really giving myself permission, like Sarah said, in those seven circles to look at what I wanted my life to look like. Exactly. It has been so empowering this year, really... Gosh, having to have some, you know, Nick and I've had some majorly deep conversations around that because I want to be in control of what our business looks like in the future. I and, love that. and taking that back has been really hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really freaking hard. But but it's it's been amazing what we were able to do this year that I never in a million years thought we could pull off. So I want to finish off with this permission to succeed because I these questions are so powerful. And so number three question we want you to ask yourself is, if I give this my all in this circle, how will I feel, right? Think about how you will feel, right? And so how does Say feel after three months of being in Michigan focused on her family, right? <laughs> what do I need to say mm-hmm. no to? The fourth question, and honestly, probably the most important. Yes. What do I need to say no to in order to say yes to this, right? So today mm-hmm. we want to give you permission to succeed. However you define success, don't let other people define it for you and don't have limiting beliefs around what you can accomplish. We give you permission today to succeed. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So number two permission, I just want to preface this by saying we all got to choose like who did each segment. And of course it was like, well, of course V is doing hot mess. Like, you know, there, was no, there was no argument. There was no debate. We didn't it was like, like oh, yeah. okay. It was like yeah. totally assumed like I'm waiting for my name. I'm like, hello? Like, can you at least pretend? That I'm so, That's so true. Two, we are, we are, Via especially is giving you complete permission to be a hot mess. And I, I would insert an adjective in there, but you get the idea. And, and here's, here's what I know. It was August 2017. And I was backstage at probably one of the most prestigious, largest industry events that we have. It's called Inman Connect. This one was in San Francisco. There was between five and 7,000 people in the audience. And there was a live stream audience of thousands. The owners, executives, top real estate agents in my entire industry around the country watch Inman Connect. And they especially watch the keynotes. And I was aware of this. I I mean, I'm usually in the audience at these. And I was backstage and it's a big stage and there, you know, all the lights and there's sound crews. If you can visualize that. And I was about to walk out and I could hear them announce me. I could hear them do the introduction. And I remember having this feeling. I thought, I'm about to break my career and, mm-hmm. and throw it all away or, or make the smartest move I have ever made because I was about to walk out and share with my entire industry how I had completely failed mm-hmm. and how I had lost my entire team. And and really look, um, it, it was almost humiliating what I was about to share. And what drove me to share it was that I knew I wasn't the only one. I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. because as I started yeah. to get more comfortable talking about you know my my failures and and my te- my leadership failures and all the things I did wrong, I mean my my phones started blowing up. I knew I knew that anyone who had built a business or been in leadership had gone through this, and I just knew that people didn't want to go on stage and talk about it. So I walked out on that stage and I shared the failure that no one else had shared as far as I'm aware in our industry at Mm -hmm. that level. And it was the best thing that ever happened to my career because when you announce your own skeletons in the closet, there are none. 
I mean, I I literally, it was just freedom. Freedom Nowhere to go. There was just nowhere to go. And so when I say I give you permission to be a hot mess, I mean, (laughs) I give you permission to have a stain on your shirt. Can you see it? If you're on, if you're watching on Zoom, I give you permission. My assistants laugh so hard at me because, like, on one level, I'm like, it looks all polished, and on the other level, there's a mess all around me. You just can't see it because the camera is in the one angle where it's no mess. There are old coffee cups. There are, I mean, I've got like napkins. Like, it, it's a total mess. There's probably a stain happening. There's, you know, I mean, they have they have shout wipes for me. At a given time, you have to get comfortable with the mess and the craziness because growth is not clean and neat no, and tidy and organized. That's right. It's yeah. just it's not a mess. Success, so, success is mm-hmm. chaos. You know, chaos. chaos. You, have, yeah. yep. you don't get to have success without chaos. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just don't. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I think that that there's a couple things. When we give you permission to be a hot mess, we're, we're, we're just saying, own it. Talk about it. Don't shove them away as a skeleton in the closet. Your vulnerability will play way better with your team, with with everyone around you than you think it will. Also, don't fear failure. Be really good at failure. I mean, there's ways to be really good at failing. Mm -hmm. We should do a whole episode on that, guys, on, you know, how to fail really well and how to not fail well, right? Yeah. But failure is scary. Even if you're good at failure, like, I just want to, I don't want to, like, blow that off, right? I don't want to blow it off. It does. It causes fear. It causes paralysis. And, you know, as we're growing these empires, we feel like our kids, we feel responsible for our kids. We feel responsible for our team members. You know, Mm -hmm. I get it. I really do. And, you know, I think that, I think you have to just kind of embrace that it's going to be a hot mess. I think you have to bring your team in, your family in. You have to bring everyone in around you, especially during seasons where you know it's going to be a little messier than others, right? Yeah. And, And I think that's why also thinking extraordinarily in each area of your life is important. Because actually how you get there is through failing. That's right. You actually get to extraordinary through failing and through learning and through lessons. So I think that's a huge, huge one, Bia. I love that. And as we fail, instead of shying away, you have to get uncomfortable and push it forward. I think I see so many adults that like in their adult age, they stop reading. They stop like, you know, like growing, they stop taking classes, they stop doing all of these things that would push them to be uncomfortable and to learn and to grow. And failure is one of the best ways as adults we can grow because we fail forward. So I'm going to move us on to number three, which is the warm, fuzzy, squishy topic, which is... Um, <laughs> and I got voluntold for this one. Yeah, you did. No one wanted uh, this one. No one wanted this one. So since I helped write the episode, I get to do the warm, squishy one, which is... Uh, I love the way you say squishy. squishy. I know, me too. Yeah, you say it in such a great way. I don't know. <laughs> it is squishy. It's very squishy. No. Um, it is... It's permission to feel your emotions. And... I understand that that sounds very airy-fairy when I say that. But what what I mean by that is like... So Brene Brown's research shows that like shockingly, the, the mean number of emotions that people can identify in themselves is commonly bad, sad, and glad. It's those three emotions. And when you look at our culture, right, it's becoming very dependent on technology, which does not involve like 
emotional response other than dopamine. And when you also look at technology, there's a lot of social media, which basically just shows, look at how great I am, right? It's very often that you have someone as brave as Via, who is willing to be vulnerable publicly and admit failure publicly. Like that's not the norm. Normally it's, I want to look good and be right and look at how great I am. And so when you're not having to process emotions like that on a daily basis, you're really lacking the ability to be authentic in your own self. And so, you know, emotions affect our ability to pay attention and our decision making. Emotions affect our relationships, right? Are we checked in? Are we checked out? Are we really like aware of how our actions um, and emotions are impacting the room around us? And emotions impact our physical and mental health. It literally impacts your BMI. It impacts your you know, your heart rate, it impacts on a cellular level how you react to something. And so if you're getting comfortable with failure and that causes a lot of anxiety, you got to get comfortable with understanding how that emotion then pushes it forward. And so... Yeah, and Seychelle, can I just yeah. say um, say to this? So I, I think it's really great to add in this particular one. We give you permission to feel your emotion. We want you to feel it. We also give you permission to learn how to regulate your emotions right. too. And, and right. I say that because I, I, it's something I've worked on a lot over the last few years. And I don't deny myself feeling the emotion. Yeah. What I deny is the high highs and the low lows that lead to emotional decisions and emotional responses. Mm -hmm. And so I think that sometimes when I talk about that, I worry actually that people are like, well, she's saying I need to deny my emotions. And, no, yeah. and actually, That's no, great. we give you full permission, feel the feels, right? If mm -hmm. you're jealous, feel it, own it. Mm -hmm. If you're frustrated, feel it, own it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then what I've really worked on the last few years is how to talk myself off ledges and kind of, yeah. you know, be more even with mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, and, you know, you can't always control your first thought or your first reaction yeah. when something happens to you. But what you can control is the amount of time that you take before it exits your mouth or before yeah. you physically react. And so my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's when I was really young, um, when I was in high school. And it taught me a lot about emotional regulation because he had every right in the world to be depressed, pissed, angry, frustrated, upset, right? All the time. And he was for a while. And then he made a conscious choice. He made a conscious choice to say, I cannot control always what happens to me. And Parkinson's is a big thing to happen to you because it continues. You don't get to escape it. So... I can't always control what happens to me, but what I can control is what I do about it, right? I can control my actions that I take and I can control my attitude moving forward. And on an emotional regulation level, that was huge for me to learn as a 17-year-old. And I, I definitely have days that I still struggle with it, but I think that's something that my team has talked to me a lot about. Of They, they try to learn from my dad, honestly, and that how can somebody have such a terrible, crummy disease and have such a positive attitude? And it's it's just, it's a choice. You have to make the choice to have that emotional regulation, like you were saying, Bia, to move it forward. And, and that's a choice that you get to make. You absolutely get to make. I love that. Thank you, Seychelle. Mm -hmm. well, number four is permission to follow your passions and be yourself. Yes. Uh, I, I, I love this. this. I love this one. This because, is my favorite. Yeah. I, I love this one because, you know, we were all placed on the earth for a reason. Right. And, you know, we all get to be ourselves because everybody else is taken, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. One of our values as a team is be authentic. And I think that so many people, when they look back on their life, they have regret. And if you read mm -hmm. that book, Five Regrets yes. of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, who was a palliative nurse, she basically interviewed people on their deathbeds and came up with the Five Regrets of the Dying. And one of the regrets was I didn't live a, a life that was true to myself. 
And uh, that's the, that's the top five. So top yeah. five of you know people's regrets when they're dying is they didn't live a life that was true to themselves, because we all are patterned, right? Our mm-hmm. parents tell us what we should do and what we should be and and where we should go, and um, and then sometimes our spouses become that way, and so you you don't want to end up not being true to yourself. I remember the very first Dolls retreat that I went on. So Dolls is our tribe of of friends. And I I don't know how we got started. It was like right when I walked in. I don't know how we got started on the topic. But someone said something about how we rate our aggressiveness. And Mm -hmm. I'm like a 9 out of 10 on aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I I put that down. I said... I know that's bad. I'm a nine out of 10. And I remember Wendy looking at me and saying, you know, a, a lot of times guys would actually be really excited about mm-hmm. that. that. That's like, would be a compliment. And mm-hmm. I, I remember you saying, we love your aggressiveness. Yeah. And it just gave me permission to be myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think there's so that's many things awesome. society puts on us. Society puts on females. Society puts on men, right? All these sort of stereotypes of what we should be. Yeah. And so today we want you to have permission just to be you, be yourself. Yeah. That's what the world what needs you to be. Mm-hmm. And if if you're struggling with that, it's, it kind of goes back to number three, which is permission to feel your emotions. So I know that I'm deeply passionate about charitable work and giving back because yeah. when I do it or when I talk about it or when other people talk about it, I feel something. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a feeling inside of me mm. that comes up, right? Mm. It's my true, true That's self. Right. Yes. Saying like, this is who you were meant to be. You were meant to help other people. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes we stuff that down inside of ourselves because we have other people's expectations that we're trying to live up to. And so part of that is is, is really listening to your heart and listening to your truth and then having the courage to follow that truth. Right. Yeah. And and to fail your way forward. So right, it's almost the culmination of all those things is That's figuring right. out where that feeling mm-hmm. is and then really running towards running towards your joy. Because I can tell you, you know, I do a lot of speaking mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very authentic when I speak and I'm just a weird person. I mean, you know, when we were <laughs> when we were having our dolls retreat, everybody was like, oh, you're so quirky. You're so interesting. You're so weird. I mean, that's basically everybody was like, we're all weirdos, but like you are super weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. Like I have weird interests. I love to do weird things. Like I had a conversation with my kids about, you know, phosphorescent animals the other day. I mean, it's like I am a really weird, interesting person. <laughs> and and it's just being okay with that and yes. embracing that, you yeah. know, and, and 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 wearing what you want and, and doing what it. you want and living and living the life that you want mm-hmm. by your values. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's so right. Yeah, you know, just this is such a great transition because we talk about living a life that's authentic to yourself, right? And if a lot yes. of you guys are listening to this and you're maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not being true to yourself. I really want you to hear number five because I lived it, <laughs> and number five is permission to start over. And mm. I know, I get it. Like, let's just pause on that a minute. It yeah. sounds daunting. And it is daunting. It I, is. I'm not going to pretend it's not. But the analogy I came up with, I um, 
I had created a really highly successful real estate business. And, and I, I hit the peak of a lot of, you know, people would say the peak of a mountain in that, you know, I got to a really big revenue number. It was, it was just a highly successful business. And I wasn't happy. And I, I had an opportunity, a career opportunity that was on a totally different mountain completely different mountain. And the analogy I gave is I was like, well, I want to go on that Mount Everest over there, but that would mean I would have to hike all the way down this mountain that I built. And I would have to start at the very beginning. I would have to start at base camp. I mean, I'm on I'm on camp three or four. If I'm not at mm-hmm. the summit, I can see the summit. I can see what that's going to look like. I have to hike down and I have to pick this other mountain and, and, and be a beginner again and start over, yeah. right? Mm. And I did it. I'm so brave. Honestly, so brave. Yeah, thank you. But a lot of people do it. And, you know, it's not just me. And it is brave, especially because I was 48. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 48 with, you know, kids and mortgages and and tuition and all the things. And so um, I I just think that I I think that more people should consider it, though. And Mm -hmm. I, I know that it looks scary. I understand it looks scary. But you are not too young or too old to do this. Really, you're not. Right. Give yourself permission to at least start letting your brain have exploratory thoughts. You know, you're probably blocking yourself from thinking about it. I was in retrospect. Mm. So start giving mm. yourself permission to think about it. Start giving yourself to permission to get that inner circle of advisors, right? And to bring them in to talk to them about that and, and to just 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 begin it. If a global pandemic is not your trigger, I don't know what is. <laughs> I, I, True. I didn't even have a global pandemic. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. And you know, a good plug for, if you're in the middle of that decision-making process, a good plug for another episode of ours to go listen to is the one with um, Sarita Dua. That is, it's called, It's Never Too Late to Live Your Best Life. So if you yes. haven't listened to that one and you're in the middle of what V is talking about right now, I think that's yeah. a really powerful episode and testimonial to go listen to the decision points and what she went through to make those big decisions. Because it's having a tribe of people that unconditionally yeah. support you and want you to live your best life, like we are so fortunate to have and we want for all of you, gives you permission to, to go down to base camp and to That's climb right. back up. You know, when Sarita was going through that, I was going through my... We She decided to get her master's at, M, at MIT, her MBA. Mm-hmm. And I decided to leave, essentially leave the business I built and go work for somebody. And that was happening at the same time. Yeah. And that's when we grew close. We talked every day. When she got into MIT, she called me before her family because we had been talking every day by then. If it weren't for that close-knit tribe I had, Sarita included, I couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Well, you guys, permission has been something that has been so powerful in my life and that you guys have been a huge part of. And our whole whole tribe of our five dolls and Amplify have really been a big part of. Today, we learned you know, about what often holds us back, the questions that we can ask to move forward and, and what we can do about it. So I, I just want to say a sincere thank you from us here at Empire Building to you guys for joining us today. And from all four of us, I want to say that we give you full and unapologetic permission to go out and live your absolute best life this year. Thanks for joining us, guys. Go do it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.